Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Far Above Rubies. My name is Erin Holmes, and I'm the pastor's wife at Journey Church in Henderson, Nevada. Through Far Above Rubies, we dig deeper into the Word of God, not only to find out more about who He is, but also about who we are in Him. If you enjoy the podcast, be sure to subscribe and invite your friends to do the same. Now, a short word about our sponsor. And thank you for tuning in to Far Above Rubies today. As we're nearing the end of our series on miracles, today we are talking about the story of Lazarus. Your reading challenge for today is going to be John chapter 11, verses 1 through 44. And we're going to read verses 21 through 25 together. They say this, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had only been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. If you're not super familiar with the story of Lazarus, I hope you'll pause and go read the reading challenge for today and come back to us. The short and small of the story is this. Lazarus, who was Jesus' friend, is sick. Jesus gets word that Lazarus is sick, and Jesus, who knows everything, Jesus, who knows exactly the moment we will take our last breath, he decides to wait where he is for two days before going to see his friend. The healer, the great physician, waits two days before going towards Lazarus when he knows what's going to happen. Then after two days, he travels to Lazarus, and when he arrives, he is told, which of course he knew, that Lazarus has died and now has been buried, and this has been four days since this happened. In this story, in this passage, we see the picture of limited thinking in relationship with Jesus Christ. Lord, I believe that you know everything, but I think you made a mistake. I believe that you are all-powerful, Jesus, but my situation is dead and buried, so what is there to be done? In verse 4 of this passage, we see Jesus tell his disciples, tell those who sent word that this sickness that Lazarus endured was for the glory of God. Now, that's hard to wrap our minds around, but that's what he said, that the sickness, the situation that both Lazarus was going through and his sisters Mary and Martha were going through was for the glory of God. In verse 14, Jesus tells his disciples, Lazarus is dead. He, He knows this has happened. Lazarus is dead. And he says, and for your sakes, I am glad that I was not there for now you will really believe. And here we're starting to peel back the layers and understand this miracle, understand this tragedy that Lazarus and Mary and Martha have endured. I'm glad that I was not there for now. You will really believe. You see, we want miracles without the need for a miracle arising. We want situations to be raised to life before they're ever dead and buried and stinking four days later. 
We want Jesus to show up on the scene and do the supernatural. And yet we aren't willing sometimes to say, okay, Lord, I don't understand this situation, but I know it is for your glory. We want God to do preemptive miracles instead of doing miracles that are really going to make us or those around us, those on the outside looking in, that's truly going to make them believe. If all the miracles God does in your life are preemptive, if he only ever stops bad things from happening, where is the glory in that for him? Because others from the outside looking in will simply say, nothing bad happened to you. How can you possibly say, to God be the glory for nothing bad happening. But when something arises in our life, when crisis happens, when tragedy takes place, and then God is able to work a miracle in our lives, that is when it works for His glory. That's when all those from the outside looking in can say, now I see His hand. Now I see God at work in your life. Now I can see with my own eyes what Jesus Christ did for you. God allows us to go through the unthinkable so that he can change our thinking. So that he can transform our understanding of who he is and what he is about. He doesn't let us go through the unthinkable because he is cruel. He doesn't let us go through the unimaginable because he has no compassion. We know, in fact, quite the opposite, that God has a great deal of compassion. But our lives were never meant to be sunshine and daisies and rainbows and puppies and skittles. That's not what our lives were created to be when we are born again into the kingdom of God. Our lives are created to bring him glory. And at times, that means walking through the dark valley so that he may bring us to the other side of it. At times, it means enduring the storm so that he may calm the sea. At times, it means that your situation is dead and stinking. And no one wants to come within a mile of it because what can possibly come out of your dead, stinky situation? But then God shows up. Jesus walks on the scene and things change and revival happens. Resuscitation where there was no life. Now there is life again at the hand of Jesus. Our lives are meant to bring him glory. Our lives are meant to bring him glory. Our lives when we were born again were not meant to just be this beautiful, peaceful, melodic, trot along a sunny path. We were created when we were born again. Our life was created to bring him glory. Our life was created to bring him glory. So if you find yourself in a dark time or you have been recently going through a dark time, a situation that you don't see how God could possibly work something out, he's not late. God is slow. I said this recently. God is slow, but he's never late. He is slow sometimes for our preferences. I think Mary and Martha would have preferred to not endure watching their brother die. But Jesus wasn't late. He showed up exactly when he needed to show up to bring God glory and to make others believe. God is not late in your situation. He is not missing 
He is not finding something better to do than to help you. He is perfectly designed the situation that you are in so that he may bring the name of God glory and he may cause others around you to believe. Even if you think the situation is so far past help that it's dead and buried in the grave, it's not done until Jesus says it's done. It's not done until he says it's done. Your life was created to bring him glory. Let's not make the mistake of the limited thinking and relationship with Jesus that we see here. I believe you know everything, Lord, but I think you made a mistake. If you would have been here, if you would have shown up on time, if you would have gotten here when I said you needed to be here, Lord, then none of this would have happened. Except if it wouldn't have happened, where would his glory be? Where would it come from? I believe you are all powerful, Lord, but my situation is already dead and it's already buried and you are too late. He is never, ever late. He is always on time. Even when he is slow, he is always on time. This is a powerful story with so much more to take from it. I pray that you will go and read John chapter 11, verses 1 through 44. See the heart of Jesus Christ here. See Jesus weep at the loss of his friend, at the heaviness of the moment of the situation. See how he works things for their good, even when it cannot possibly be worked for their good, because he deals in the impossible. If no one has told you lately you are loved, and you are cherished and you are valuable. You have beautiful and tremendous worth, my friend, and that worth is far above rubies. Thank you for being here with me today and I'll see you all again very soon. God bless you.